Hello, everybody. Welcome to Therapy Dog Talk. My name is Sherry. My pup's names are Sunny and Riley. And each week we talk with different therapy dog teams and researchers around the world about the impact they're making in their area. If you're just getting started and not sure where to get started, we have a free guide for you that you can find at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. And we also have a community you can join at community.therapydogtalk.com. I'm so excited for you to meet today's guests. They are based here in LA, just like us, but their therapy dog experience comes from New York. So really excited to share Selena and Jedi with you, even though it's not May the 4th, and hearing more about their experience. Hi, Selena. Hi. How's it going? I'm glad this worked out. (laughs) Yeah, totally did. Is that Jedi? It is. She's chasing after a bull right now, so we'll see how much she'll stay in front of the camera, but... I wanted her to come say hello just at the beginning. Yes, some dogs say, some dogs don't. Mine only stays if I give her treats nonstop. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't bring any. So. All yeah. good. I have newfound respect since doing this for the dogs who do virtual therapy because getting your dog to stare at a screen is not easy. <laughs> I know. I can imagine. We never got to do virtual therapy, but I know some friends who did and they do reading sometimes to kids, but being virtual, it's just that much harder to keep the attention span. Totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, Selena, for those who don't know you, would you like to introduce yourself and your pup? Sure. My name's Selena, and that was Jedi, who was just on screen. We were officially a therapy dog team in New York City, and we moved to Los Angeles about a year ago. So we have yet to kind of find a therapy org out here if you have any recommendations, I'd be happy to um, look into them. But we had such a great experience while we were in New York volunteering for the Good Dog Foundation and love to talk about it whenever we can. So it's great to be on. That's awesome. Yeah, I know people in LA who are involved in a few different organizations because we're based here too. So happy to connect you with them if you'd like to talk with them. Some of them we've actually interviewed on here. We interviewed someone from LAX Pups, Marin and Dazu, and Michelle and Buffy are through pet partners, and they volunteer at the Children's Hospital of LA. Yeah. So, Selena, how did you first discover the role of therapy? I guess when Jedi and I moved to New York, we are originally from San Francisco. Well, originally from LA, moved to San Francisco, and that's where I got Jedi. She was a puppy when I got her. We did a few classes together, like obedience and agility, and we really had such a great time there. When I found out that we were moving to New York, she was two, and I was a little worried that she would no longer have her group of dog park friends that we would see every day after work, and we were stopping all of the classes that we had gained so much momentum on. And also for me, I had no friends in New York, so we... I guess both of us, I was interested in finding ways for us to discover the city a bit together and ideally volunteer. That's when I first started looking into therapy dog work. I guess I was always under the impression that therapy dogs, like service dogs, were trained since they were puppies and you needed to go through a special certification before you could become a therapy dog. But a friend had told me that there was something called the Good Dog Foundation to look into. Once I started researching that, I realized that as long as your dog was the right temperament, which I thought Jedi was, that you would go through a six to eight week course. And if both you and the dog passed as a dog handler and dog teams, then you would be assigned to certain organizations. And I thought that was a really great way of getting us set up for success. So we decided to do it. And um, within six months of us moving to New York, we were able to do all sorts of therapy dog visits. 
Some of them were much shorter. It would be at a bank, for instance, just welcoming people into a new branch, or it would be going to like Juilliard school before finals and letting the students decompress or something that was more ongoing. We volunteered at the child care services arm in New York City. So we were working with foster youth. All of them were great in different ways. And Jedi was so happy to do it. That's awesome. What about Jedi led you to believe that she would enjoy doing therapy dog work? So it's a great question because now that we started doing therapy work, a lot of people have asked me, what's the best way for my dog to get involved? And I think the main thing that I would recommend is your dog is almost predisposed to it. And I mentioned temperament. I guess I was looking at the quality traits that they were looking at for therapy dogs. So a dog that's very stable is a word that you'll hear. You can do a lot of things with them and they will be very relaxed. It's a misconception that therapy dogs need to handle everything. I think it doesn't mean that kids can jump and run all over them, but you know, you need to set the boundaries for your dog. And as long as your dog trusts you and trusts the environment they're in, I think it's great. And for Jedi, she was always very friendly. She's a Shih Tzu. So as a breed, they're bred to be companion dogs, just like in their DNA to be very friendly to people and to want to wag their tails and make you happy. So I knew that that was there. We did puppy socials when she was a puppy just to get her exposed very early on to other dogs and noises and just objects and things like that. So I knew that she was able to handle that without a problem. In puppy social, for instance, people would push strollers around. They would open umbrellas inside and out. Some of the instructors would come in with raincoats and all sorts of things. And I guess because she was exposed to that so early, she really had no care whenever she saw those things outside. That's a big thing that they try and train for during the course to make sure that your dog's not, you know, barking or showing fear when sometimes you're working with people that may have limited movement and things like that. So um, yeah, that's kind of what I was looking at. That's awesome. I know AAAIP talks about the concept you're talking about where they don't have to perfectly react as long as you can redirect yeah. them. They have like three different terms for that, which is predictable, reliable, and directable. And I think what you're talking about is really more the directable, where it's okay if they like notice something as long as you can direct them and be like, it's okay, like don't worry, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, and I guess what I loved about being a part of Good Dog is that we had such a variety of organizations to choose from. So we tried doing senior homes and, you know, there's a certain type of dog that will work well with those types of visits versus foster care youth. We were looking at kids like toddlers sometimes from two to three years old up to teens who are in 13 and 14. So they have a lot of different needs. And if your dog can adapt to those different situations, it's great to find a good fit. But I also recommend that your dog is an individual and they need to have a somewhat stable temperament. But at the end of the day, you're doing some research on your own and finding out which organizations, which groups work the best for you and fulfill you. So we had a lot of good luck with what we were a part of. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Which of those organizations or environments did you find were the best fit for you and Jedi? We really enjoyed working with foster youth. And I think it was because we were seeing the same people week after week. So for Jedi, she's a very friendly dog. But once she gets to know you over time, she has an extra pep in her step, I guess. And it was great to have a regular meeting. We would go every week. And what ended up happening is we weren't just there for the foster youth. Some weeks we would go and we would see the staff. And again, it was just very different experiences, but she just liked recognizing the people she was seeing. For the kids or the teens in particular, they would get to have hands-on experience with her. So we would have two leashes. I would have her leash and I'd have an extra one. And they could do things like take her for a walk up and down the hallway, 
have her do certain tricks like sit, stand, stay. They would give her treats. It was just something that was really empowering for them. And for her, it was a ton of fun. So um, I think those is what she liked more than, let's say, a one-off event where we were just at a bank or at a school once in a while. Yeah, that's great. So she really enjoys building those relationships then. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think just having a routine is great for both of us. But she started to recognize we have a uniform for when she goes to these visits. She has her bandana. I have a badge with our photos. So every facility knows that we're there with the organization. Anytime she put on her bandana, it was like she knew she was going to do something fun. So it was really good to have that established. That's awesome. How old was she when she became a therapy dog? She was three. Yeah, about two and a half or three. And I think it's a good age to start. I have a second dog now, Tim Tam, who we rescued. And I'm not sure that he's cut out for therapy dog work. But by the time they're two or three, I guess their personalities are there. But they're still open for some training. So I thought it was a good time for Jedi versus when she was much younger. I think some groups actually require the dogs to be of a certain age before they can start the work. But it was yeah, perfect timing for us. Yeah, I think most of them require one year. Some require two. It just depends, I think, on like the populations that they're working with. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And how old is Jedi now? She is seven. Okay. So we had a couple of years of actively going to visits when we were in New York. And then COVID happened. So all of the in-person visits stopped. And I know the group started moving to online visits. But at the time, we were transitioning. So we moved to L.A. Um, but she had about like a year and a half, almost two years of in-person visits under her belt. I'm not sure that she would enjoy virtual visits, honestly, but it's something that we should try. Yeah. yeah. Winston says that they also know when it's time to go on a therapy visit. And Divine yeah. Pump says that they love that you're honoring your dog's temperament. Yeah, it's so fulfilling. And I've been listening to some of your podcasts and I love how people talk about it. it's just something that they just feel so much fulfillment from doing and they know their dogs are getting not just enrichment, but also fulfilled in their own ways. I think it's just fantastic if your dog is able to do it. There's just nothing to describe when you see a third party, like a person getting the benefits from a visit. That's what motivates you to keep going, honestly. Is there an example from your experiences that you're able to share that really shares why you enjoy doing this so much? Yeah, I'm trying to think if I can, I can share just generally because we're working with youth. It was a little bit harder for us too. We have a social media presence, so I try to share as much as I can. But when we're doing things like going into childcare services and working with youth, I don't have my phone out there recording everything happening. Uh, But I would say one of the stories there is just seeing shy kids, kids that you know who have been through a lot. There was a younger girl whose arm was in a cast. We have no idea how it got there, but she was always very shy. We started coming enough where Jedi and her started to recognize each other. And she would just build up her confidence in order to see Jedi there. She would be able to take her for a walk, give her treats. And each time we went, you could see her confidence growing a little bit more. Some kids were always afraid of dogs, and this was just a way to get them exposed to very friendly, stable dogs again. I guess in that story, it's just at the end of our few visits, she was probably the first one to be there to want to do things with Jedi when we do our visits. See that change in such a short time period was great. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. What surprised you the most in your journey to becoming a therapy dog team? I think what surprised me most is how much training I would have to go through. (laughs) I had always assumed if your dog is becoming a service dog or a therapy dog, that 
they go through training and they're trained. But I think what surprised me and what's made very clear when I wanted to get certified was that I needed to be trained as well. Trained not just in noticing behavior in my dog about whether she's happy, whether she's uncomfortable, that sort of thing. Um, but also how to manage interpersonal relationships with the people that we were visiting. A lot of times, for instance, if they're elderly or if they're in the hospital, you really have to notice human behavior to see if they're comfortable, to see if they're happy, to see if they want to you know, do a little bit more with Jedi or do a little bit less. There's a lot of education that needs to happen too. You have to really advocate for your dog. Like, she likes to be held like this and you have to teach little kids, especially two-year-olds, how to approach a dog so that it's not scary and how to, you know, interact and play with her in the right way. So I think that was the biggest teaching that I had to learn a lot and also exercise that during our, I think being a dog handler team takes the training both ways, but that was probably the most surprising for me. That makes sense. I think a lot of people assume that it's all about the dog and when they get in there, they realize, I need to learn how to have a conversation with these people too. Yeah. <laughs> we did a great job. At least when we got certified, our instructor would put us in kind of not uncomfortable, but she would ask questions as if she was a person that you're visiting with that almost catch you off guard. And you had to learn how to respond to either redirect or try and be a good representative of the therapy dog team as well. For instance, people will say things. I don't know if this is true. No one has ever said this, but this was a scenario. They'll say, oh, I was attacked by a dog. And you're like, oh, I never thought that someone would say that to me. So you have to train yourself on what your response could be. So you can say, Oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Jedi's a very good dog. She, you know, can do all sorts of things. We go on a lot of therapy dog with this. So kind of redirecting the conversation and helping bring them to the present and think about how, you know, the situation is right now versus some thoughts that might have come up. Yeah. And probably along with that, recognizing if they do have a strong phobia of dogs, maybe they're not someone that wants a visit from the dog, too. Yeah, I mean, that never happened to me. I would think that that wouldn't be a situation. But when you're training, you get posed these questions so that you can be prepared to answer, like, what is the worst thing that could come up and how do you respond? I just saw a comment that's saying, like, you definitely need to have the personality. Yes, I completely didn't think about that when I was signing up to be a therapy dog team, but thankfully it's something that we've worked on so that I can be a little bit more interpersonal with another person and be able to have those conversations and just learn the best way to redirect it. Yeah. Yeah. That was Jared that shared that. And I know his sons are both junior handlers. When we had them on, they talked about how it really helped them just to learn how to talk to different people just through this volunteering experience. Yeah. And it's just so wide, especially because we're visiting different places. There's, you know, different questions that you'll get and different responses that you can give. And I didn't realize how tired I would be after therapy. <laughs> I, I knew that she was tired. But if I was visiting on a Saturday, the rest of my Saturday would have to be blocked off to just kind of relax and decompress. And that was probably the second most surprising thing after needing to get trained myself. What do you and Jedi like to do to decompress and take some self-care time? Back when we were doing visits, I guess, it's just very simple stuff. We would just hang out on the couch. She loves doing enrichment exercises. So I like hiding her ball in different places and she'll have to go find it. But yeah, just going for a walk, relaxing on the couch, pretty, pretty basic things. <laughs> nice. I like it. We don't have to overthink self-care. Sometimes people think we do. Just oh, self-care is sometimes not doing anything <laughs> for yeah. us. And sometimes it's something you and your dogs do together. And sometimes it's something you do apart. Yeah, you just have your own. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is there anything that you found really helpful to take with you on your visits? Oh, 
That's a good question. Definitely some treats, treats that she likes. I know her ears for <laughs> treats would be good. Again, I bring the extra leash because when we're working with teens, sometimes they like to walk her. So we'll just attach the separate leash. Sometimes I'll bring toys. So if they want to throw a toy and she wants to go chase or go find it, that's one of her favorite exercises to do. We'll bring that. But those are the main things. And when I was volunteering with I guess on the adult side, when I was working with staff, if I knew it was a donut day or something, I'll just pick up some donuts just as a thank you. And that tends to bring people in. I find that kids were more receptive to come visiting her. And sometimes the adults are like, do I need to have like dog therapy? But just having an ice warmer like donuts or something to bring them into the door is great. And then they'll just pick her up and you'll just start to notice they're, oh, they're like petting her Uh and they're getting more relaxed. And that sort of thing is just, you know, things that I've just found worked for us to break the ice. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Did you run into any challenges with her size or her breed in volunteering? No, I would say the group that I'm in is pretty inclusive on breed and size. Again, as a Shih Tzu, she's kind of used to being a lap dog, so being carried and pet and all sorts of things. So it's worked for us. Even when we were visiting elderly patients, they would want her on the lap or sometimes on the table and she has no fear of heights or anything like that. So we would just have her up where it's easier for them to her have her walk around and it hasn't been an issue for us. That's good. I know you shared a little bit of some of the things that you learned along the way. Is there anything in specific that you have in terms of advice for someone who's interested in becoming a therapy dog team? Mm-hmm. Advice? I would say just do it. I think the hardest part is finding a group and it's advice for me to do now that we've moved to LA and I've been holding off on it. I guess I could back up a little bit and say the reason why we didn't start yet when we were in LA is I noticed Jedi was becoming hard of sight and Mm -hmm. that would cause her to do certain things like back away from people if they're reaching down to try to pet her. Mm -hmm. And I think for someone that is at a therapy dog visit, they assume that the dog wants to see you and little actions like backing away from you can cause a negative effect. So I actually stopped doing visits out here because that was happening and I knew it could be a negative experience. But now that she's gotten surgery and she can see perfectly well now, I think it's time for us to get started. And that's the hardest part, I think, is finding a group that you can volunteer in, ideally for me, because I knew someone that was in Good Dog and they recommended them to me. Um, If I could find someone that's a part of an LA org or any org, wherever you're at, that has firsthand experience, I think that's the best way to get started. And then reach out, see when they're starting their evals. Evals is when you and your dog come in, they'll do certain tests to see if your dog's temperament matches and then sign up, go every week, get certified sign up for the visits. Yeah, I think you said something that reminded me of, you know, sometimes your dog has a medical reason why they may need to pause volunteering for a bit. Um, and that's okay. Give them the time they need to recover and figure that out. And when they're done, if they're ready to volunteer again, great. And if not, there's so many things you can do to enjoy with your dog. Absolutely. I could go on and on about things <laughs> doing with her, but that's part of the training that you have when you're becoming a therapy dog team, like noticing their body language, noticing what makes them uneasy or uncomfortable. And it's something that I saw. And I'm just reading some of the comments as well, coming down as opposed to moving toward the face where they can see the hand. I think it was both. Um, Even for me, if I was going towards her, because at this point, her vision was at least what I was described. She could only see clouds, so shadows movement. So anytime someone was moving towards her, whether it's coming close to her or reaching down, she was starting to back away. And that's just something that she never used to do and started to do. So that's when I noticed that there was some 
progression of her cataracts. And yeah, that's just kind of how I noticed that behavior. Well, I'm glad you were able to get that resolved for her just for life in general. That's got to be less scary for her now that she can see properly. Yeah, she's like a puppy again. So I almost feel like she's ready for visits. She has some pent up energy that she would like go out and do things. I love that. Well, Selena, is there anything else that you wanted to share while you're here? I would say it's never too late to start. I know we started at a perfect time with Jedi when she was two or three. But since we started doing the visits, we've started to meet so many others and their dogs. And the dogs come from all different backgrounds, rescues to purebreds to people who are older to people that are younger. I think you mentioned junior handlers. That's so cool that you can start training at such a young age. I wish I had the opportunity to do that because I love animals and it's just been so great to volunteer with Jedi. So start anytime. The hardest part is getting started. If you feel like your dog's a good candidate, just do the evaluation and also don't be discouraged if it seems like you think that your dog's not perfect because part of it is when you go through the training, you'll learn the tools you need to become a great therapy dog team. So that's probably the last thing I would say is just go and do it if you think that you'd be a good fit. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Selena. And if people want to follow your journey with Jedi, they can find you at Jedi the Shih Tzu, right? Yes, yes. And I'll try to post more about it. <laughs> but I post all sorts of things on our account about just living life with two dogs with very different personalities and different things that we do together. So if you're interested, hop on over. And if you have any questions in particular, Feel free to DM me, especially if you're in New York City, because I have a lot of details about volunteering there. And also LA, if you want to reach out and let me know places that we can volunteer. Awesome. Thank you. And Mango says thank you for sharing your story. (laughs) Of course. Thanks so much. This is great. I love all the podcasts. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. I love to hear that. (laughs) All right. Well, take care. It was really nice getting to know you a bit more. And hopefully we can meet up sometime soon. Guys, I love that you're in LA too, so we can do an in-person meetup. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Take care. Great. Bye-bye. Bye.